welcome into please make this movie after show um i guess i guess sure. that's what we're calling it yeah. um we're going to talk about some stuff we've been watching that <laughs> isn't just directly related to the prequels or sequels that we're making because we watch other things too uh, so yeah go ahead Okay, so I this is I'm gonna try to connect it as close as possible before I start talking about just every random movie I've seen recently. Willy Wonka is kind of a musical. Uh, today I watched another musical, uh, Les Mis, the the recent kind of large uh, prestige production with Hugh Jackman and <laughs> Russell Crowe. Um, there's it's an ensemble cast. Um, I, I I used to. Um, study theater and I've been in many musicals and I, I know Les Mis very well. And I got to say this movie, have you guys seen it? Uh, Les Mis, the, the, the movie with Hugh Jackman? No, I haven't even seen the play. Uh, okay. I, I know nothing about it. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Well, it, so it's fairly well known. And um, uh, I guess like in that world, in the, the musical theater world, it's held to like a high standard. It's put up on this pedestal. And there's a, everyone knows the original Broadway cast recordings. It was the same people in like the original version, then this 10th anniversary concert, then this 20th anniversary concert. It's all these same voices, and it's a really specific style. And the movie is a completely different uh, singing style. They do like, when they filmed it, they just let the actors do whatever they wanted, and they had an earpiece with a, like a piano player accompanying them, but they could kind of go off book and improvise. And a lot of them can do it very well. It's tactful. Uh, Hugh Jackman, in particular, is is pretty good. Anne Hathaway is amazing in this movie. She has one scene in particular that's like, uh, you know, it's like an Oscar caliber performance. But the main antagonist of the film is played by Russell Crowe, uh, who cannot do it. The entire movie, he cannot do it, and it, it is it's it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. comedy almost. It's yeah, yeah I was about to say that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> oh, dude, it's insane. It's not even like um. It's not even that he's he's not bad. I mean, Russell Crowe, Gladiator is an awesome movie. He's played some iconic characters. He's in it. He's committed, but he doesn't know. He clearly doesn't have the vote, the singing background at all. But he's he's putting on this like false bravado and confidence to push through it. And it it was cracking me up. It was keeping me entertained. But it, it was so strange, like a movie of this caliber. It's from the director of the King's Speech, uh, and and they didn't see this, or producers didn't see that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing and they still let him be this the main villain of the entire yes, movie yeah, i did i so i said i didn't know anything about it i did hear that 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 okay. russell crowe had no business being in a musical and for whatever reason was cast as somebody who was doing quite a bit of musical work um, yeah it, it's weird man um there's like there's big iconic songs kind of there's um these scenes where hugh jackman's character jean valjean and then Javert, the police officer that Russell Crowe plays, there's like these iconic um, duets where they're basically fighting with each other and they're yelling about their philosophical differences between one another. And the they're terrible. They're, they, they're like, these would be crux, you know, big crux moments of the show, uh, big emotional moments in the, the stage play. They're supposed to be very powerful and they just, they suck, dude. It's hard to even remain engaged. You don't get any background from Russell Crowe's character because he's just... He's like, it's like he's goofing off. I don't know. It kind of comes so, off as totally cocky. So would you say that he ruins the movie or? Yeah, dude, it... I, I would say it's it. Otherwise, <laughs> I think it's like a, a, you know, like a prestige, almost like a perfect adaptation of this work. 
Um, there's other stuff. They do a CGI version of the city because um, it's it's several hundred years ago. Um, I don't know if it's in Paris specifically, but it is set in France. Um, and they do a lot of overhead shots of the city where it's just obviously CG. And it's not too noticeable, aside from in two scenes that feature Russell Crowe singing by himself where he's walking on like the edge of a building and then on the edge of a bridge. And it's so noticeable that the um, the backdrop beneath him, he's in no real danger. It's totally fake. So it, I would say Russell Crowe in those couple scenes, uh, they stop that movie from being a great movie. So speaking of um, great, uh, great movies that are adapted from musical theater, have you guys seen Cats? <laughs> I started Cats. Um, so I, I, I bring it up because... It recently came to HBO. I, I've already seen it. Um, it is real bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like uh, my favorite, my favorite thing about the movie. Um, first of all, it's it's just super weird that these people are just like CGI'd into cats um, because the it is like horrific um, and, and like from. I think from like the get go, pretty much everybody was on board saying like, this is going to be a a huge, terrible movie. Um, (laughs) when they saw the, the, the actors, um, in, in cat face. Um, but my, my favorite fun fact about this movie. And so I'm not sure if you've heard of this there in the original cut of the movie, the CGI, um, the cats actually had little cat buttholes. Yeah. Yeah. I have read that. That's insane to me. Um, (laughs) Like what, what I think is even better than that though, is uh, someone's job. Like someone went to college to, to learn how to do CGI work probably. And they're, they got paid to just remove assholes out of a movie. Um, and like, just think of that story. Like, if you're that individual, like, yeah, one of my first jobs out of college was just removing cat assholes out of this terrible movie. Hey, getting uh, paid. I don't know. I I am not a big fan of musicals in general, at least especially live performed musicals. Um, like, there's like a handful of movie musicals that I can get down with, and one that the premise the one that's literally called cats turns me off immediately i don't have to hear anything about it i'm just like yeah. cats like wow that sounds fucking stupid so, so i i actually had never seen like i didn't know anything about the play either um so i didn't know that there was this whole like world where they're trying to be reincar- reincarnated it's fucking weird man like it's crazy um yeah, Interesting not, little tidbit here. Enjoy. Cats is directed by the same director who directed Les Mis. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I okay, so with the butthole thing, with you know, like somebody's job was to remove the buttholes. I think it, it's equal equally hilarious that that was destroying the work of another artist who spent who went to school and then got this job <laughs> and spent hours and hours animating <laughs> buttholes yes. on these cats. He's so like, not you, only, you, sure? you know, are you sure you want these bowls in here, sir? Absolutely. Yeah. Put the bowls yeah. in Nick, nice and tight. Uh, <laughs> so put the buttholes in and it just seems so weird. Like, are you sure? Are you really sure? Yeah, 100%. Drop it. 
Johnson. They have have to be anatomically correct, or else immediately people will be turned off of this movie. Um, 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 Zach. Uh, yeah, you know. Oh, you're almost done with the balls. Yeah. So yeah, the director. It's a no on the balls. You gotta get those balls out. Oh, this is not man. not working. Like, think about if they put if they really got into that work and we're like making each butthole like a unique. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it can't be, it can't be easy because I, I took like brief, you know, blender. It's like a free uh, public use, like animation tool. That's actually like pretty legit. Well, I was uh-huh. doing a tutorial on making a donut, which happens to be very similar to the shape of an asshole. Um, and uh, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. So yeah. I, fuck, fuck those people and cats. And the animation sucked anyway, so the guys couldn't have been spending that much time on it. No. I really think about it, but whatever. I don't know. I I haven't really watched anything recently. Um, I mean, I've been watching the Chappelle Show on Netflix, which is nice. fucking crazy. Because I mean, I love Dave Chappelle. I love his show, but like, I don't know. Maybe Dave Chappelle. I mean, I, I don't think he should be canceled, but I'm surprised he hasn't been canceled yet. Because like. Like just the first episodes, he's just like just he's some brutal stuff in that show. That is not uh, it doesn't flow well in twenty twenty. It's interesting, yeah. Dave Dave Chappelle and he he comments a, a, on this a lot now in his stand up and in his public appearances um, on the fact that he kind of does you know he expects something to come to light or he's surprised that it hasn't happened. I, I he sits in this weird place where I do think that comedy is a realm where um, harsher truths can be spoken in a way like, like you can get away with stuff as long as it is um, not harming anyone. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Where I don't necessarily think that he's the only people he's coming at directly are people with um, shitty views. Um, but I haven't rewatched it in a while, so it's possible that I missed something. It spins on the, he literally says like, 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 oh, he just says some like straight up like homophobic shit in there, like, uh, <laughs> like, okay. like, yeah, um, that. Which I like, and again, it's all in like, it's all joke. Like, I personally don't care. Like, it's all like just jokes of the time. Mm. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. It, I can't remember exactly what he said that I'm referring to. Well, um, but I, you're you're exactly right though that that sort of thing. If the show were made right now, mm-hmm. if it's that's a, a particular area of dialogue like homophobic comedy. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't fly. It doesn't play. So yeah. if there is. I, mean, I feel like uh, I feel like Dave Chappelle is in a very similar ballpark as like Bill Burr, um, okay. where like they are, they probably have said some things that if they definitely a hundred percent if they said them today would not fly, um, but I think they're in a place where like they're doing it as comedy. And they've they've clearly shown that like those aren't their still held beliefs. They've like evolved over time with things. Um, uh, I know Bill Burr recently became like came into some some hot water with uh, his monologue on Saturday Night Live. Um, but I I think that the monologue was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it I think it was okay. Um, yeah, I. I I, I think people overreact because he like skillfully, I don't know. There's like an art of yeah. not making yourself guilty. Cause what, what he essentially did was, is he got like, essentially was just like, 
he could shit on what he's shit on white women by using like, oh yeah, well you're like by using like I'm not using, but like having like black people as like the victims of the story. So it's like, oh well, like yeah, we're still like doing well with this. I'm like, I'm representing this uh, uh, marginalized group by still shitting on these people who kind of be uh, seem to be like uh, you know get a little it's, too much uh... spotlight in this situation. It's tact. It's it's tact and and being in, like an intelligent comedian. It separates like the trashy comments from the comedians that rise to the top are people who can play mm-hmm. in a broader, vaguer way like that. Like, yeah, there you can look up tons of videos of lesser comedians. I don't lesser is the wrong word, um, but just people who haven't broke and they do kind of play uh, more like stereotypical comedy. Yeah. They'll make people laugh Shocking in a room. Out. But for sure would not work on like a Netflix special or on oh, Comedy yeah. Central or something. Um, yeah, I know the specifically the the thing with Bill Burr that like probably didn't fly the most was um, he made some comments in, in that monologue about comparing like um, Gay Pride Month to Black History Month. And, and I know that there were some people who were like, why do you have to compare these two marginalized groups? But I think I think like you guys said, the tact of it, the uh, the purpose behind it wasn't necessarily to like marginalize anymore it was to to kind of shine a light on yeah. on those things so yeah, yeah. and then it's and it's just a joke yeah. <laughs> like he's yeah. you know like he yeah. says stuff that he doesn't actually believe a lot of comedians make up most of their stories that they yeah. tell on I stage think, i think dave Chappelle and his material is in a very similar place where he has maybe from time to time said some things that like are a little bit uh, <sighs> dude he but yeah he so skillfully set stuff up. So in his like most recent um, special, he does like a super racist Chinese accent, but so mm-hmm. clearly before sets it up that he's married to an Asian woman. So like by the time you get to that joke, you're like, well, like I guess that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I guess that's part of a larger uh, 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 bit um, that I think also probably gets him in hot water with the transgender community, which I know that's that's a uh, group that he's frequently being heavily criticized by yeah so. he, he, he keeps know, making jokes about him every other special, which is hilarious in itself that he just doesn't yes. give up on it yeah and in that situation he's kind of like he knows that he's already being criticized for the bit so he's throwing caution to the wind and going to an extreme uh and you're exactly right having set it up with um this personal connection um yeah I mean, I know we're getting to the theories of like why things are funny, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But like, like you know, it's it's all about like, it, it, you know, is it funny because of the accent is he's doing, or is it funny because it, Dave Chappelle's sitting here in front of us in like 2019 doing a Chinese accent, like, and I don't know, it's like very self aware. There's like layers to it that just like I don't know, make me laugh super super hard because you're like you're not supposed to be doing that, Dave. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that the same thing with like the new Borat movie it, it, in itself, like in a vacuum is a little problematic in, in 2020, but um, it, it, it plays on those things in a, in a way that like maybe makes it a little bit more. Okay. Um, and that's where the comedy comes from. Yeah, I haven't seen the new uh, Borat, um, but I do like Sasha Baron Cohen quite a bit. I've seen clips of him promoting it, and obviously the Rudy Giuliani bit uh, was yeah. all over the internet. He was in Les Mis, actually. He has a he has a small part. It's not even that small of a part. It's just kind of a side character. Uh, he's really good. I think he's a, a broad 
a versatile performer and I like the ambition um, and kind of the tact behind something like Borat where he's trying to get people to reveal, you know, the worst parts of themselves in a way that is undeniable. Um, so let's, let's talk about something that I know we've all seen I believe, okay. <laughs> uh, recently. Um, so we've talked in the past about Knives Out, I believe Nick yeah. as, as something yeah. we liked and Storm, you said you watched it this week. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get into that because I'm, I'm very interested to see what you thought of it. I, I really liked it. So I, I want to set it up. Um, I, before Star Wars The Last Jedi came out, I was a fan of this filmmaker, Ryan Johnson, um, from his previous three movies, uh, Brick, Looper, and The Brothers Bloom. Uh, Looper is, is one of my favorite recent sci-fi movies. And so I, I had big hopes. And then when he made Star Wars The Last Jedi, I was like, oh, shoot, like maybe this dude sucks now. What's going on here? Although now in retrospect, I don't think that movie's as bad as people give it uh, credit for. Um, and But so going into Knives Out, um, I guess I, my expectations were low because of that. But I thought the movie was wonderful. I loved all the characters, uh, the writing. I liked the twists and turns. Even the cheesy stuff I thought worked because of the kind of the throwback whodunit. Uh, almost like homage to the movie Clue sort of tone that was going on. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked the tone of the movie. I really liked... So when I went and saw it, I... I um, recently, and when I say recently, I mean within the last couple of years, have been trying to like force myself to get into more Agatha Christie stuff just because okay. I'm completely not knowledgeable of it. Um and this this kind of started with uh, Murder on the Orient Express when that came out, and so I was expecting a similar thing with mm-hmm. with Knives Out, maybe like an American version. Um, and I think that that Daniel Craig definitely comes through as as the Perot Perot type, yeah. um, like detective that is just this like gentleman detective. Um, that I really like him. I really like. I, I was telling you guys, I think last week that Daniel Craig is just, he's like a chameleon to me. Uh, I haven't seen and hardly any of the Bond films. I think I've seen Casino Royale and that's it. Um, but the actual like movies that aren't just all that same property that Daniel Craig is in, um, he always seems to blow me away um, as, as just like a, a very good character actor. Yeah, he was really, he was freaking me out in this movie because it, it, I mean, he, his look, because of Bond, he's out there. Uh, it's very obviously this guy. But once he starts talking, like, I wanted to think it was cheesy or, or not a good accent or something. But I believed that that was that man's natural voice. It didn't even feel like he was doing an accent. Um, so I know some people had issues with his accent slipping. Um, ah, okay. So, like jumping, not necessarily jumping um, to a completely new accent, but jumping like dialects almost. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he would he would go from like more of a um, more of like a uh, like New Orleans South Southern accent to a or like a Louisiana type Southern accent to then like a Georgia oh, okay. Southern accent, like yeah. a Foghorn Leghorn. Um, um at times so i have recently been rewatching king of the hill and there's an episode where they oh, go too, um, man, I love king of the hill yeah to to um bill dotrieve's like extended family and it, the the benoit blanc character reminded me of these <laughs> these guys who i think are these like um well his bill's name is like uh william uh fontaine 
de la tour d'otrive like it's this um yeah, he's like a louisiana dude like yeah where, that's like, what i was super hot and yeah um so I, maybe i wasn't paying too close of attention or maybe i just don't even know my regional accents in in southern the southern united states that well but i i didn't care like i i just i, I believed his voice no i didn't I didn't notice it when I saw the movie. I just know that that has been um, something that a lot of people have cited as as one of the reasons that they did not care for that character. Well, the the tone of the movie was like I don't know. They're all characters. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a clue the board game in a movie form, and like the the point is the story, and that these characters are all I don't want to say super exaggerated because they weren't super exaggerated, um, but you know they all had their, their specific parts to play. And yeah, um, he was the independent detective who was had Southern charm and sounded like Foghorn Leghorn. Well, and I feel like a lot of the, uh, I feel like a lot of the actors were playing characters that they weren't necessarily known for. Um, so like Chris Evans coming off of Captain America was playing more of a, um, more like a completely different character. That's, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting one, Chris Evans, because I, I feel like you, like not another teen movie or like Scott Pilgrim yeah. uh, or even like the Human Torch to an extent. I feel like Captain America is like a like a turn to the more genuine, wholesome, mm-hmm. like this this good old boy, classic American actor type where his like natural uh, acting instincts do kind of feel more like this douchebag bro. Yeah, guy. like the, the slick asshole like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That is, yeah, he's like a, a smooth talking jerk who like you has had everything go his way yeah but like yeah Yeah. i really um chris evans there was the scene at the end of the movie where it's kind of like the the director wrapping everything up and the camera's panning around and you're seeing all the characters him uh in the movie itself was it was a little distracting to me just because of the captain america connection but his like physicality in that final scene he's handcuffed he's being walked away he looks up and he sees um Oh my goodness! The main character, whose name is is slipping. Um, I don't. I don't know her name. I know yeah. that the actress is Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. Uh, her, Armas. Uh, but he looks up and he sees her up there. I, I don't know. There was something about his physicality in that moment. He doesn't say anything, but it was like, oh, this is perfect. This is the perfect guy for this role. Yeah, I I thought that. Yeah, I thought that movie was very well cast. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just like from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, all over the place because like yep. even the uh the like grandson who's like this uh extreme like right wing like kid that's that's tweeting all kinds of stuff on or putting all kinds of stuff on message boards and um i like uh it's the kid from it um, oh yeah oh okay the main guy this with the stutter right yes Oh yeah. my goodness, Bill! Wow, yeah. I didn't even notice that. And like, I thought that was that was very well cast. Um, the the power dynamics between um, Jamie Lee Curtis and um, her husband, as yeah. like she's clearly the the one who has the power in the relationship, and he's the guy who like is a leech off of her. Um, yeah, yeah. I, Don I Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've noticed that Don Johnson in recent years has a lot of prominent roles that have popped up where the characters express uh, unsavory, pretty racist viewpoints. He was in Django Unchained, he was in Watchmen, and then he was in this. And I, I just noticed this through line in all of them where it's like, all right, that he's he's kind of, you know, coming back, I guess, uh, in this 
interesting way, but all the characters are are shitheads. Are, yeah, but I feel like that's what he looked like. He looks like he looks like that guy. Yeah, uh, he, <laughs> he's you know, believable. He's like Florida man. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon. I mean, I, anything with Michael Shannon, I will watch a movie just because he's in it. Uh, have, you, definitely... have, have you ever seen Boardwalk Empire? I've not seen the whole series. I started it once. Uh, I, I need to go back and watch that. I like all of those guys. Buscemi, uh, even Michael Pitt. I know he's not in the whole show, but I think he's a, a talented actor. And then Michael Shannon, I mean, he's that dude. The worst, uh, not to digress a little bit, but the worst part about uh, Boardwalk Empire, the worst uh, character or actor in there is um, Jimmy. I think that's his name. The young, the, is that Michael Pitt? I don't know. Yeah, that's he, Michael Pitt. I know oh, he's sorry, in the I, show for like I don't, season. No, he's in there for more. What are, oh, you okay. he, about? are you talking about the guy who was from? He was in the movie Funny Games. Uh, possibly. Yeah. No, he's he's in there. Okay. I only saw I only saw maybe half of the first season See, of Boardwalk. I just I don't like him. You don't like <laughs> him? Okay. I, I know we're talking about the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like him. Um, he, I, not to talk shit about an actor, but. That dude, I, I was looking him up recently, and he's been infamously sort of let go from several shows, Boardwalk Empire being one of them, and Hannibal being another, because he's, he, I guess, behind the scenes, uh, difficult to work with. Okay, yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know where he uh, steered off from Boardwalk Empire, but uh, um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that show a lot. Um, whoever the actress is that plays Margaret Thompson, like Miss uh, Nucky Thompson's wife ah uh, you haven't okay. seen all this so there's no point in talking about it i don't know uh, we just went hard transition from knives out to boardwalk empire but that's cool what i saw of that show was amazing yeah it's cool i mean it's like you know it's like it, 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 it's it's got a type it's like you know it's just crime drama yeah um, and, but, and like really a period cool. crime drama i i really want to like it um but i i just can't get into it and i think it's I think it's one of those things that's like just going to sit on my watch list um, and is never like, I, I don't know. I, I, I watched, I think the whole first season when it actually aired, um, but I didn't continue with it. And it, it's just like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's the greatest show ever, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Did that show, um, is Al Capone a recurring character in that show? Am I inc- yeah, yeah. Uh, so who's the actor who plays Al Capone? Um, he's a very recognizable man. Sorry, I'm going on the... I always thought, I mean, from what I saw of the show, I thought he was one of the best um, Al Capones I'd ever seen in a, in a show or on film. Yeah, no, he did, he did a really good job. Stephen Graham. Stephen no Graham. idea. I've heard that name before. I know. Okay, so did you guys see? I have not seen this movie, but um, I'm I'm just curious. Uh, I believe it's called Fonzo, uh, the Tom Hardy, um, Al Capone movie. It's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's like an Amazon Studios movie. Yeah, I've never heard of it. No, but I'm okay. looking at it, and it's <laughs> wow. It looked pretty crazy, but it's by a director who has a super weird track record. Uh, Josh Trank. Um, he made Chronicle back in the day, and then he made that really poorly received Fantastic Four movie a couple years ago um, with Miles Teller and and um, that movie sucks. Uh, ass. Uh, yeah, Kate Mara and Tim Heidecker's in it for a second. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. 
Dude, they, yeah. that movie drags yeah. on. I remember seeing that in theaters. And yeah. It was one of the worst movie viewings I've ever seen in a theater. Like, I not, think... not the worst, but one of the worst. Yeah. Nick, I think I saw that in the theater with you. Yeah, probably. And we went because we were telling ourselves, like, there's no way it can be as bad as people are saying it is. It looks okay. And it was one of those movies where, yeah, it's not even that it's bad, it's just boring. So it's almost worse than being bad. It, it's, yeah, it's because it like function as entertainment. Yeah, because a, ba- a bad movie has like a redeeming quality of like being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it, it's got to, yeah, it, it can't just be not entertaining. Yeah, it, it felt like somebody made some of a movie and then uh, something went wrong, which I, I think we, we've heard a lot of stuff on the internet about what did happen. Um, but something went wrong and then, you know, a studio jumped in and was like, we got to finish whatever this is, but also make it the movie that the guy was hired to do in the first place. So it's like a, just this weird mashup of pieces, parts, and there were big reshoots. So the actors are they know it's going to be bad. So in the reshoots, they're not trying that sort of thing. Um, I, I feel like that's a, a Jeremy Renner like hallmark. It's <laughs> like if he knows a movie is going to be bad, it, he does not bring anything to it. And I think we've talked about that before. That, Do like, you have uh, a Rainer good example? Is, is very hit um, specifically uh, like the difference between a movie like Hurt Locker uh-huh. or Arrival. Um, okay. Oh, and, no. Uh, I really like, like Arrival. Yeah, I like Arrival, Arrival too, but I agree Arrival, with Jeremy no, Renner no, being no. weird in it. Yeah, Arrival is like, I, I would wager... Arrival is the best sci-fi movie um, that's been made in, in probably the last yeah. 10 years. But, okay, so he he actually, like, he has some, yeah, downright cringy stuff in that movie. And you, you might be was, right in the money that he didn't believe in it or didn't think no, no, it was no, going to be. I'm not saying that that, I, like, I think that performance was fine. I'm oh, are you saying, saying the, the those, reverse? Those would be yeah. two good ones. Oh, okay, okay, right um, on, right on. And then worse would be something like... Um, where he's in, God, Hansel and Gretel. Uh, oh, no. Fucking movie. Like Hansel and Gretel, like Witch Hunters or something. Um, he's just born legacy movie. Yeah, like, born legacy. Uh, yeah. If you look at his, if you look at his, um, like, track record of movies, it is all over the place with, like, great films or just, like, real pieces of garbage speaking right on yeah speaking of jeremy renner uh have you seen i don't know if it was storm or who suggested but wind river wind, wind, river. wind river that's a good movie i enjoyed that a lot yeah that was a fun one him tracking the snow yeah um, that uh, i recently watched um a, a movie that's uh, similar in setting and kind of in tone to wind river uh, fargo um, I watched that this past week. I don't really even want to comment on it because if anybody hasn't seen it, I just I highly recommend it. it's on Netflix right now. And Wind River, if that's still on Netflix, both of those movies are, are incredible, uh, very thrilling kind of real life crime dramas. Yeah. What was that going back to Arrival? What was that goofy scene? It's at the, at end. the end where like they're going back says, to time or something. Yeah. He says two things in quick succession that are both cool, like crazy cheesy and not even at all in line with the movie. He first he says, um, you know, the most amazing thing about or maybe is it the craziest thing about this whole situation. It wasn't meeting them, dot dot dot. It was meeting you, uh, to the girl. And then it starts cutting through time really fast uh, and it shows them, you know, like going through their relationship in a montage and it cuts to him. It's like a 
point of view of her looking at him. So he's right in the camera and he says, let's make a baby. And he oh, says it yeah. all he says it all weird let's like that. Baby. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's not it's separated. There, you there, might like, give these moments a pass through the the uh, the room to like no music yeah. uh, or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. those are it, it's like they had to show that relation because I also feel like there's not that there's not very good chemistry between him and Amy Adams. Like there is no yeah. there is no implication that they're going to end up together until the very end when it like lays that on super thick that they did Mm. Um, because it's not like they have any, any weird like feelings toward each other as the movie's happening. I Um, I feel like that was intentional because they wanted it to be more of a twist. twist, Makes it pretty weird at the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, honestly, that movie would have been perfect for me if it wasn't for that ending. Like it just, Oh, just, Oh, it just ruined it. It's like, like I was like, Oh, I will say I forgive the let's make a baby line. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> because of the like concept, the concept yeah. of the movie being um, that once you under, first of all, like I'm super into linguistics. So like the whole idea of this language and the study of this language is just very interesting to me. Um, and then the kind of idea that they, they drop the hint early on in the movie that once you like become fluent in Spanish, I believe you, you start dreaming in Spanish. I I think maybe they say something about that or maybe they don't. Maybe that's just me putting that on the movie. Um, But then once she becomes fluent in the language, she starts to experience time like they do. Um, And I think that's a really like really high, um, high level concept that just no one else had, had thought of. Yeah, it's like an alien race not experiencing linear time. Uh, I mean, I do think it's it's kind of a cinematic riff on the Trial Famadorians from um, oh my god, Slaughterhouse Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hadn't, I don't think I've ever seen it explored in a sci-fi movie, um, particularly because it it is kind of like it's easy, it's easier to express in a novel, um, like moments happening at the same yes. time, um, and so yeah. Uh, I guess that does forgive. Let's make a baby a little bit. Um, I just think those two moments being so close together, him saying, you know, it wasn't meeting them. It was meeting you, which is cheesy. That's like cringy dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and then him saying, let's make a baby like 30 seconds later. Um, yeah. I, I feel like they could have, I, I don't even know how they would have done it. I think we're um, rewriting the first line entirely. <laughs> just like, just- Hey, I love you. Instead of having him say a weird one liner. Um. Okay, so let's. I. I mean, that's good. Uh, let's, yeah. let's talk about some things we are interested in, as far as like on our watch list, something that we want to check oh. out. Oh. Um, and I don't um, know if you guys do. I don't necessarily have something like readily available. I'm just gonna like think about things that I'm I'm somewhat interested in or going back and and watching again. Yeah. Um, uh, so, specifically, um, cats. Cats. <laughs> yeah, it's really piqued my interest. Um, I'm I'm probably at some point within the next week or two going to go back and watch The Martian. Uh, nice. Because I'm I'm currently teaching that, um, and so it, it like it's a really good book. Uh, the movie, I feel like Matt Damon does a great job of capturing 
um, capturing the like tone of Mark Watney and capturing that character, um, which is like by far my favorite part of the book. Um, so I, I really like it, and and so I'll probably go back and watch it again sometime in the, in the near future. Nice. Um, I I have had uh, Suspiria, the remake of Suspiria, um, that's on Amazon Prime on my watch list for a really long time, and uh, I've just kind of been like actively watching movies again recently. So that's probably something I'll check out in the relative uh, near future. That and I. Um, I have never seen that one before, so that'd be a, a new watch. And then a revisit, I got Blade Runner 2049 on Blu-ray um, months ago, and I just, I've never watched it. Uh, I saw it in theaters, but I haven't rewatched it, and I've really been meaning to get back around to that one, because uh, that movie blew me away. Uh, it was another, like, really solid, high-concept sci-fi. And the same director as Arrival. Um, a, a new thing I'm interested in is, uh, I believe it's a Netflix series, um, or mini series rather, The Queen's Gambit. It's about a, a female chess player. I don't. I'm not necessarily interested in it. Um, I've just had it recommended to me by a number of people. Yeah, it's, um, it's trending on Netflix, and supposedly yeah, so it's good. I, I feel like it's it's what's hot right now. So I'll probably at least check it out um, just to see if it's anything I'm interested in. Um, yeah, I I want to rewatch. You said The Martian. I want to rewatch Mars Attacks. Nice. <laughs> I've seen that rules. in such a long time, and it like I just remember the aliens, and they they just look so so damn cool and crazy looking. Um, and I I just I don't know. I've watched as a child, and I've, I've been intending on watching that again. So I, probably I, I recently um, I recently did not, not rewatch it, but I pulled it up to rewatch it. And I did not make it very far into the movie. I don't remember if it was because of the movie itself, though, um, or if I just got distracted doing something else. But it was not like that. Mars Attacks is a movie to me that I can very vividly picture from like my childhood. Um, but I could not tell you anything about that movie other than the way they. Yeah, are. I remember a Chihuahua, some tanks pointing yeah. at a flying saucer. Some people like welcoming the aliens. I have vague flashes. And then I, I've always wanted to see the movie um, Brain Dead by Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, yeah. Yeah, like some of them is like pre-Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, I don't know. I've just seen think some images. I remember, I think I've seen an image of like someone, cra- like a zombie crawling out of the ground, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. But With, uh, uh, Lawnmower? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the, I, I actually, I've never seen Brain Dead, but that gag of the lawnmowering over the zombie, that's definitely the most uh, famous or infamous uh, like practical effects shot of that movie. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I like those practical effects and I don't know the the, the images from it. I don't know. Maybe it just gives me Evil Dead vibes, and that's why I want to check it out. Totally. So um, I, I I think. Oh, go ahead. Um, Brain Dead is also known as Dead Alive, correct? I believe so. Yeah i I think I watched this movie a long like years ago. Um, so I have no recollection of it as far as anything. Um, but I, I, I think I've seen this movie. I like, I, it didn't ring any bells when you started talking about it, but I'm pretty sure looking at the, um, the poster of it that I've seen, I've seen the movie before. We'll have to all watch brain dead and then circle back and talk That's about it. I want to, um, I want to shout out a movie real quick. Uh, cause I think it's a little bit lesser, 
lesser known. I wasn't a huge studio movie or anything. There's a movie that was recently added to uh, Netflix called Prospect. Um, it's a smaller budget sci-fi movie with Pedro Pascal and I believe Jay Duplass uh, in it. And it is badass. I don't want to say too much about it. Very small scale, very limited effects shots, but it's about people in a uh, distant future um, who are kind of like pioneers on uh, in space. And so everyone's just kind of scraping by and all the equipment that they have is so, so, so makeshift and crappy and feels like it could break and, then you would die like your life is on the line at all times, kind of like the frontiersman. Um, and it, it, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. It's pretty slow, but uh, a fun ride. Alrighty, dope. Well, I'm getting tired. So. Yeah, yeah, we should yeah, wrap I, this up. I think we're good. Let's, uh, let's put a button on this. We don't really have a good sign off. Um, like just, just watch movies. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, watch cats yeah watch cats <laughs> get really good at cgiing buttholes onto cats or donuts um, that is our call thing. yeah our call to action for this episode is learn how to cgi cat butts <laughs> and put that we want we want we demand the the cat ass cut of cats <laughs> um all right 